Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean so much what? That rhyme was so unnecessary. I know, but here's the thing. I don't know if it's an ADHD quirk or maybe like I have undiagnosed Tourette's quirk, but like I sometimes have to rhyme things. I don't know why. You're a music Yo, You're I, a music guy. Maybe that too. I do it all the time though. Have you guys ever... Never mind. I'm not going to go down that. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that uh, little Tourette's uh, <laughs> avenue that opened up there. Uh Yeah. Well, I hope you get that figured out. Or well, don't. There's a charming. Tourette's Avenue, though. I like that. Is it yeah. down by Disassociation Boulevard? <laughs> Probably. Can you just... Probably. Can you get away with just throwing stuff out and then be like, I have Tourette's, man. Like, who's going to call you out on that? Yeah, who's going to be like, I need to see your paperwork. It's like when you walk into a restaurant with a dog... And, like, some of them have the audacity to be like, is that a service dog? Right. I want to see papers. Like, who's going to do that? Nobody does that because it happened once and it probably turned into a nightmare for a restaurant. And everybody else is like, yeah, no, just let the dogs in. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> the it's dogs will be dogs. The same thing with, like, uh, what are the, the pets, like the comfort pets that people take on airplanes and stuff now? <laughs> and it's not do- it's not just dogs, like peacocks. Yeah, what and- are they? Uh. <laughs> I've seen an iguana. Yeah, like, who's... Like, if I'm on the plane and you set me next to that person, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be send pissed. You that, did I send you guys a picture or just a, damn, I wish I got a picture of the lady that was walking around the grocery store with an emotional support parrot? No. Yeah. No, you, like, you I didn't was send just, that. Yeah, but I say you either send it like, or you talked about you're it. Like, Look at this shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I definitely saw sent the video of the girl just rollerblading around. Oh, the yes, yes. that too. Man, and you have some. The amount of times characters. that I, the amount of times that I walk around the grocery store with my phone just ready to record. Like I spent entirely too much time at the grocery store today because I was trying to follow this guy around and make it so it wasn't obvious. So, of course, it made it obvious that I was following this guy guy around trying to record a video of him. But he was wearing this uh, this shirt that had its sleeves ripped off, and it said "Safety First" on the front and back. Like clearly, he works in something that has safety first. But neither one of his shoelaces were tied. I'm like, clearly not. Like, that's the first thing you do uh, when you think about safety when getting ready to go out. Am I right? Am I wrong? It was I love, uh, like, he's wearing work boots just completely. He's going to, he almost ate shit, maybe. And, and that guy was Mitchell, right? <laughs> no, dude, Mitchell, yo, I was with Mitchell this morning. And that dude can barely walk. <laughs> oh, the poor guy, man. Is he Yo, is he still like in a walking boot or is he on crutches now? No, he's uh he's wearing a bracelet on his knee. He like destroyed his ACL and his MCL. Like, yeah. He needs surgery in September. Yeah, I about to say Mitch oh, just God. seems like the guy that's gonna like listen to a doctor for a week and then be like, fuck it, I'm walking on it. Yeah. He would br- he he'd, he'd to break listen to a doctor long enough to get out of work. Yeah, if he had a cast, he would just break it off. Yeah. Dude, my my uh, father in law's the same way, like he actually had knee surgery. And I shit you not, like two days later, he was a fucking trying to be a hard ass and mowed his fucking lawn. Yeah. And his knee was like literally sliced open. And now he complains because his knees hurt all the time. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, dude. You fucking dumbass. What do you think? Though, I do have to say that I wish I was a better friend, but I'm not. Because (laughs) I found it entirely, I found it hilarious. We drove an hour to the meat store, to this meat outlet. 
to because he does a meat raffle at his at his uh, American Legion, and he brought five hundred dollars. He loaded up a cart with five hundred thirty eight dollars worth of meat. Like, dude, so much fucking meat. Yeah, and he's sitting there pushing this cart around. They had a bum wheel on it, and I'm just like. <laughs> Like, could I have taken it? Yeah, sure, I could have, but I didn't. I also like funny. how the cart's bum wheel was indicative of Mitchell's current life situation. Right? Yeah, he's got a bum wheel. Have you, have you seen? Like, <laughs> it seems to be all the Instagram accounts I see now, and it's the people that are like just rolling like five deep into these boutique stores or or Best Buys and just robbing the shit out of them. Oh, the but I see it with mob robberies. But I see it with like people will just go into like like a like a Walmart and steal all the steaks and ribs and they're like I'm not paying twenty five dollars I'll just steal it and people they just but walk out because they can't really do anything. Yeah, that's it's like you. okay, you say that, but like the, okay, one some, that's like the worst quality steak you can get is a Walmart sure steak. of course, and also two I went there to buy a fan. We'll get there soon. I went there to buy a fan, and I'm walking out of there with a receipt in hand. This thing slung over my shoulder, and I get to the door. Receipt, please. And I'm like, they used Bitch, to, you can't stop they me. They used I'll to do that here, the and they don't do it anymore. Like People used to get shit about it, and they were like, they can't, literally, they can't legally they stop, can't stop you, you. Right. But then it's the people who will go pick up a TV, push it out, and no one stops them because they think they already paid for it. Yeah. And that's why the price of everything's going up. It's like, you just saw me paying for this in front of you. He's 75. He can't see his hand in front of his face. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. There's like no old people that work at Walmart. Oh, my God. That's all the people at my Walmart. They're either 16 or 66. Like, they're not in. No, no one in between. It's either they're 16 or it's the same. It's the same 10 people that I've seen working there since I was in high school. Yeah. And they're Damn. like 55 now. Yeah. Wow. Dude. Like. Sad. Yeah. My, my Walmart's full of lifers. And that's Damn. that's fine. If that's your jam, then that's fine. But fuck, man. Miss. Miss. Ma- Ugh, I'm not saying names. Here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a good call. But oh. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm bougie or maybe it's just because I have face blindness or something and don't care. I don't I don't even look at people when I'm at the store. Like I try to avoid looking oh yeah yeah shot bro i got a story <laughs> oh uh, yeah? what was that mike my face blindness is so bad that so every night i told you about this last week kyle i don't think okay by the time people hear this episode last week's episode will be out and so they'll hear about this mike you haven't heard about this yet Actually, yeah, groups. You already know this. So groups. I have no heat at my house. Yeah. And okay. so I, I take cold showers. Yeah. And so every night I go on like a long walk because it's hot as balls out to just like get my body temperature up. Because then I trick myself into, oh, cold shower is not that bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so last night. <laughs> yeah, right. Life hacks. And so last night I was out on this walk and I'm just like so face blind, especially on like Main Street down uh, North Street over here where it's just like there's. Like, I, I don't want to look at the people. If I make eye contact, they're going to ask me for money. And so I'm following behind this girl wearing basketball shorts. I don't know what's going on. She's kind of swaying all over the place. And I'm just walking. I'm looking down. I see her out of my periphery, And she just, like, turns and slumps against the wall and, like, slides down. And I don't even think anything of it. I don't even look at them. Probably a bum about to ask me for money. And I just hear she starts saying something to me. So I pause my headphones. And she's like, 
can you call 911? Oh, <laughs> shit, dog. And I was like, what the, f- what the fuck? And I, it registered. I looked at her. Dude, she had a, like, it looked like she had two golf balls on her forehead, and her, she was pouring blood out of her mouth. And I was like, holy fuck. Damn. I'm so glad you said something. So I called, you know, called the police, hung out, sat down, hung out with her until, you know, they were able to come and talk to her and figure out what happened. But it's like the face blindness, man, I think is such a such a problem, man. I don't know why I just said it like that. Problem. It's fucking <laughs> but, problem, uh, man. But you yeah, know it's I wouldn't have even like registered even looking at her if she didn't say anything or try to get my attention. And that sucks. Well, and luckily, help your people, people. Yeah, you got to help people. I'm glad you did. Did you ever figure out what did happen to her? Yeah, she got the shit beat out of her by some dude at the bus station. She oh. was trying to get back to New York City, and some dude like just bashed her face in. What Damn, in the fuck? Fucking ridiculous! And she's just sitting there. I'm trying to like comfort her, and just like she's just crying and like getting to that point where she's just laughing because this is so ridiculous. Damn. And then crying and laughing and, you know, I'm just saying it. She's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, how am I going to get home? Oh, man. Like, yeah. See, but that's. Sucked. So thoughts out to her. See, but that's it. Like a lot of people don't want to get involved because then they think they're part of it. Like you start calling the cops and then you can't leave <laughs> and then you're liable <laughs> for something. And they're like, fuck, I want to okay. I want to be a good person. But at the same time, that woman's <laughs> bleeding all over the place. So here I am. I'm being a nice guy, right? And I'm chilling around. They're like, are you going to hang out? They're like, do you need, does she need an ambulance? I'm like, she got a contusion on the head. She's bleeding all over the place. I'll hang out here until you guys get here. It's not a big deal. We're only a couple blocks from the police station, right? And so I'm sitting there and the ambulance pulls up first with the cops right behind him. And the the EMT gets out of the ambulance, right? And it's just me and her there, right? And I can hear everything. And the EMT walks up. They're like, what happened? And she's like... He hit me, got all messed up. And the EMT goes, that guy? is the person still here? And I, in my head, I'm like, you better fucking tell them no, bitch. <laughs> that, 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 that little, that little oh, thin man. young boy, that little thin young boy over there beat me up. Did I You're bet, the one that like, called this call in. It was a, it was, I'm like, it was a scam. The guy, the other guys over in the corner laughing. Yeah, right. Oh, they're trying to set yo. you up. That's all that was going through my head. And of course, like, I know all the police because I work across the street from the police station. So Brendan rolls up and I'm like, I'm giving him the look like, do you need me? Can I go? Like, do you need me to stick around? He comes over and starts talking. And I still hear out of the the periphery of my ear, like, so are they around? Can you see them now? And I'm just like, (laughs) will you just fucking drop it? I want to finish my walk so I can go take a goddamn shower. Damn. Fuck. Did you get a little adrenaline dump? I would have been like flipping out. No. Oh, shit. Well, for me, I was just trying to like keep her calm because she was freaking out. And I just felt really bad. I meant specifically like when the EMT comes up and he's like, hey, so who hit you? (laughs) Like, Are they here (laughs) now? I didn't freak out. Because in my head, it was kind of a funny ha ha. Like in my head, I'm like, don't you dare point at me. You know, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but in my head, I'm so fucked up in the head that I'm like, if you fucking point at me, (laughs) we're going to have a problem. (laughs) I like that you said it like a mob boss. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put you with the fishes. Man, you know, uh, speaking of 
putting people with the fishes, they should put us with the fishes because we've gone 11 minutes and haven't introduced our good buddy Mike Lanham, even though we've been talking to him. <laughs> This whole time. I What's hope up, everybody buddy? knows your voice. I feel, like, I feel like that's like a common thing. It's just. Yeah, that's what we do. We shoot the <laughs> shit and then eventually it's like, oh, yeah, that guy's on. What's <laughs> up, buddy? Did you guys uh, both watch this AEW fest last night? I know Sean did. I, d- I did, but it was a little bit after it aired. So I, like Lucha when. <laughs> Sean and them are always talking about it in the chat. And I'm like, oh, I'm like an hour behind. I got to I got to mute this or. Or wait. Oh, so these, that one's not live on Wednesday? No, no, it is. But I like I usually watch it like an hour later. I got you. I got you. Through the m- magic of modern entertainment, when you have full control over <laughs> when you watch anything, <laughs> exactly. And you're like, oh, I don't want to watch these commercials. Or that wrestler is the worst wrestler in the world. I'm going to skip this entire uh, match. <laughs> I see. That makes a Mike's lot of got sense. Got some too. hot takes there. <laughs> <laughs> Which which everybody needs to do is just get a VPN and watch it on Fight because I got like I get like two commercials a week. And are they UK commercials? No. Uh, oh. Well, for me, it's not even commercials. It just goes to a splash screen that gotcha. just says Dynamite. Um, it's like a Universal commercial where there's no picture in picture. For me, uh, for like US watchers, they have picture in picture where it'll cut to a commercial. I don't get picture in picture. I just continue watching the show. Oh. Yeah, which is nice yeah. that they just continue to air it, and it doesn't just go like blank or or pre-recorded yeah. ads for their own company or whatever. So yeah. yeah, like I've my parents are having like a big family garage sale here in like two weeks because of course it's like garage sale season, and everybody's like, oh, let's get rid of some shit, and make some money. So I was going through my garage this week, and I found a box of old VHS tapes, and like ninety percent of them don't have any kind of marking of what they are. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So you like, know treasure all, hunt. All wrestling. yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, is it wrestling? Is it porn? Is it, did I record some <laughs> random movie that's super edited for TV? Uh, so I, I randomly have an old VCR in a box. So I dug that nice. out and started going through them. And, and a lot of it is like old, like late nineties, early two thousands, like WWE, WWF and the commercials that are on these like Monday night raws are so that's what entertaining. I Dude, Do they it's have like the fucking commercials. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was the one that popped up the other day? And I was like, I haven't thought about that in years. Oh, Bodog. It was like a like a betting casino card game. I think it's like Bodog.net or something. It was a, it was like early. That might be regional. It was like directed yeah. at you. Yeah. Oh man, I felt like it was like an early internet like gambling site thing. And then there's like. Grand Theft Auto Vice City coming soon for PS2 commercials. I think Tekken 4 nice. popped up a couple times. Hell yeah. I was like, this nice. is, like, I don't want to throw these away because, like, but then I'm like, all this shit's on YouTube, but it's still, like, super entertaining. One of them I was watching and it was, like, the season finale of CSI, season one, and I think they're on, like, season 25 or something stupid. Yeah, they're so far beyond. <laughs> Jesus. What you got to do is sit there and pop in these VHSs and sit there with your phone and, just, yeah. and shittily record it yep. and then put it up on Twitter. Yep. People not even it. screen capture it, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, that's it. I'm like, I wonder, like one of them I put in was like an NBA draft. I was like, I'm thinking in my head, why did I record the NBA draft? All I could think of, I, <laughs> I was at work and or something and couldn't be home because obviously and, DVR probably didn't exist when we were. And it was. A little before the internet was yeah, like... because it would have been about the year, 
I graduated, which is, we'll get to it, the year this movie came out, basically. So, yeah, I'm just, like, watching shit, and it's, like, so much nostalgia coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I could look it up. Most of this stuff's on YouTube. But, yeah, it's, like, NBA draft. I felt like a <laughs> random NASCAR race. I was like, I didn't record this. I was like, NASCAR. <laughs> Somebody had to give me, like, a VHS, and it just has this. But, like, the old cars, all the old drivers, I was like, man, I would watch this, but... What a waste of my fucking time. Like, I, yeah, so much better stuff. But it, it's the same. It's the same YouTube rabbit hole. Like there's 30 VHSs here and I, I really want to watch. them. It's weird to me. Okay. Like, oh, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say what you could do is compile a list of like the top 43 racers from back <laughs> in that day, because that's how many were in a race. I used to watch NASCAR. Yeah. Um, Shit, so compile a list. Half of those are still racing now, which is fucking insane. Right. But uh, compile a list just a and car. then have everybody bet in a pool of who would win. <laughs> and then randomly, like, everybody watches some random NASCAR race from, like, 20 years ago. You just Nobody can pick Jeff Gordon. You just cheaters. you just stream a uh, NASCAR race on, like, Twitch from, like, 1996. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. It's like, right? it's like Mark Martin and fucking Alan Kowicki or some shit. I used to watch a lot of NASCAR. <laughs> nice that's the shit i don't get like bill burr is one of the guys that talks about it quite a lot but like he'll re-watch like classic sports games that have already happened and he'll like watch the whole thing which to me is just why well like espn had the channel and it went away a couple like a year or two ago and people were upset about it like i get occasionally maybe you want to watch like a muhammad ali fight or something like that but people are watching like game one of a world series like not even the game someone won the championship when like matters. yeah like the first game of the series or like a, a like a fucking qualifying soccer match from like the 80s i'm like i don't i don't get it but and i'm a sports guy so i enjoy him too Yo. but i just watch a highlight reel yeah though boxing matches from like the late 80s early 90s are so good to go back and watch mm-hmm. like oh dude i will right now i, I would turn on mike tyson uh, highlights boxing and- just watch that well yeah but his yeah. fights were like 60 seconds or less for the first yeah. couple of years of his career it's fucking insane dude people Full on montage dude I, like an hour-long montage of 60 fights like i think we just but it's like, not even a montage we like lucked out for our age because if we were a little bit older we would have been those dummies paying like 60 to 100 dollars for a fight and then tyson won in 30 seconds mm-hmm yeah and like those, and now you spend like sixty to hundred bucks just to watch Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather run around in circles. Yeah, I about to say twelve rounds, and it, it's a decision. No one gets knocked out. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, it's like, is there a nice happy medium like Lennox Lewis? That I think that was like the last time I really cared about uh, boxing. Right, like early two thousands. I got kind of into the Pacquiao Mayweather stuff at when it started to really hype up, but then like just ah, it wasn't. Pacquiao really was liked. fun to watch, but it's just like it's the the smaller guys are they're quick and it's entertaining but to the point. What, but you want to see the heavyweights because either they're either yeah. they're like Tyson or Lennox Lewis and they knock people out like it's it's almost like art, or they're the like three hundred pound guy that like if he gets one shot in, it would kill you. Yeah. Like he he looks yeah. terrible. Yeah. He looks like somebody's like dad or or owns like the restaurant down the street but he's <laughs> it, it's so weird to, like look at uh what's the guy tyson that's fury the, uh, yeah Ty- the fucking gypsy king like oh. that guy yeah, doesn't tyson look Fury's like he should amazing, be amazing dude yeah he doesn't look like he should be the millennial heavyweight champ or whatever he is 
and he, he doesn't he really like a six foot eleven like teenager, and, and he's like <laughs> he's a professional on the microphone. Like he should be working for WWE or or UFC yeah, or something. Great. Like he's so good, so entertaining. Yeah. He like one like last time he said he was going to go like smash 24 beers and bang a bunch of chicks. Yeah. Well, I, I think at this point now, these guys make so much more money on endorsements and stuff that they can't just be the athlete. They have to be the sports entertainer at the same time. Like the guy that won yeah. uh, the the open golf this weekend, Cameron Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cameron like Smith. he, they're interviewing him and it's like, what do you think? And he's like how many beers can this trophy hold? Cause it's got like a jug on it. Yeah. And that's like just super entertaining. The guy has a mullet. He wins like and a mustache. Yeah. He wins People like $2 million him. and everybody's looking at him. Like he looks like a homeless guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the whole, it's the Ric Flair, Conor McGregor thing. Yeah. It's like, once you see somebody that can turn something like that into more than just the sport Whoa. and become something that you're going to get paid, f- they're going to pay for. It, it takes someone super special to be able to like do that. Right. And it's going to be so either you love it or you hate it. But those are the ones that people have eyes on. The- your McGregor's, your Tyson Fury's, your, you know, whatever. Rousey, I guess, to a smaller degree. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like talking about Ric Flair, like he's wrestling next weekend. It's going to be <laughs> a train wreck. But the yeah. like, the buildup and the the like <laughs> videos they're making are so entertaining. Did he have to fucking blade? Of course for a, he did. <laughs> for, for a video that they could have just edited in, or they just I don't know, pumped some fake blood. He bladed. Yeah, but a, for a promo video. But a guy like that's cut himself so many times. Like you could probably like barely touch him, and he probably would split open. <laughs> But I mean, at this point, he's evolved into his hair. Actually, just cuts him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he's that got what the cuts are? Because Ric Flair doesn't look as n- nothing like the the dude from what was it, the Philadelphia Dusty. incident or whatever? Oh, uh, like the, New Jack, the, transit, or... the mass transit, New Jack. Yeah, that yeah. dude. Like every time yeah. I see him, it's awful. And like, and I'm like, dude. Yeah, New Jack, Dusty, he's also Dusty Rhodes, guys like that. Like their oh, their heads, now? their heads look like yeah, he like, died like a year. Yeah, ago. Dusty Rhodes like, also awful looking. Yeah, it looked like they're just, like a meat grinded head. So most guys do it in their hairline, I guess, so that you don't see it. Yeah, R- right up along here, so it's hidden. Whereas they were just like, like you see Dusty Rhodes and his forehead was just caved in and looked like you hit it with a fucking cheese grater. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah. Who doesn't love? It's like also like Sabu, like his entire body looks like Dusty's forehead. I got hit by a chair by Sabu. Nice. What? He came, he was, uh, so my buddy back in Bloomington, he's also huge into wrestling and, uh, he started his own wrestling promotion in town and like me being the nice guy, I mean, wrestling as I'm, I'm very obvious and vocal about is really not my thing. I was kind of into it, but I support my friends, man. I try to, so I would go to the shows and at one point, like, uh, he bought Sabu in. he brought D'Lo Brown in once too and Brooks actually wrestled him. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, he brought Sabu in once and they were having like, you know, a, a hardcore-ish match and he like threw the chair and it bounced off the ring ropes weird and it came back and hit me because I was like in the front row. And then he he like, <laughs> he broke character for a sec. He's like, oh shit, dude, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's cool. Go, go. <laughs> no. Kyle's like, his eyes hanging out of his head. <laughs> no, and, like, I know. Hit me in the shoulder oh, good, dude. I, I was like, oh shit. And then he's like, oh dude, I'm so sorry. Are you cool? I was like, yeah, go, go. 
I'd be like, no, I now own Bloomington Backyard Wrestling or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me and Sean went oh to that God. show at Madison Square Garden and a, and a ladder fell into the front row. And I'm like, they, they were like tending to this guy that got hit in the face with the ladder. And I'm like, Oof. lifetime tickets to any ROH uh, New Japan show. I want backstage yeah. this. Like, I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm milking that for every penny. Or I'm suing Dude, that, that ladder, like, cartwheeled, like, tink, 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 all the way into the ground. Yeah, like, like the, that motherfucker it, it, caught the that. The chances it was going to happen, it just, just the way it rolled perfectly, Couldn't Fucking you couldn't ridiculous. have done it two times in a row. Nope. A, I can't believe it happened that one time. Yep. Man, That's you the, know, guys, speaking of wrestlers... And, you know, the the personas that they put on to mask themselves <laughs> and become what they think people want to see. You know, it's kind of similar to this one guy I know. Patrick Bateman. Who? Who Woo! Segway, baby. <laughs> you made it there. That was that was fantastic. That was like watching the ladder cartwheel. <laughs> it wasn't okay. Good. It's, it's all <laughs> cyclical. Take it in, happy. It's all good. I I need lifetime tickets to this show. Oh man, you don't You're want like lifetime a, tickets to this show, buddy. It, it's a train wreck, but I, I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, Did you boys watch this movie again, or oh, are yeah. you guys oh, just of going off of memory? Any, any chance this. I could take to watch American Psycho again, for sure. Yeah, this is a super rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. It's super spoilers for anybody that's listening right now. This is on HBO Max mm-hmm. right now. So if you haven't seen it, uh, feel free to pause this, go watch it, and then come back. It's only like a cool hour 40. Yeah, it's, not, it's not that long of a movie. No, I it's mean, very even tightly paced. Yeah, about to say, yeah. it doesn't... doesn't get to a point where you're just like is it over yet i did get it to a point where i paused it to see how much was left i'm like fuck i'm only halfway through i know exactly but yeah i know exactly the part you're thinking or when it hits you because you're like i think it's about the time that uh what's detective kimball comes back for the second time and you're like no yeah it was around the time between the first and second appearance mm-hmm. of Kimball yep. where I was just like, the intensity was built to such a point for me where I was just like, please tell me this is almost over. <laughs> and then I was like, 55 it. fucking minutes. Yeah, I think, Shit. I think I paused and checked around the 48, like 48 minutes left. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's about right. So that's about where I checked. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it is fucking intense man so this is amazing i i'm excited to talk about it because sean this is the first time that you have ever seen american psycho yes Which, have you I've ever heard of heard it? the references okay yeah oh okay. yeah yeah i've heard like most of the references i've seen all the gifs i've seen you know i've you know i get the reference i get the idea of the movie and kind of what's going on not as fully as like now that I've seen it, there's so much more that I did know. Yeah, <laughs> but I had a general idea of what the movie was about and kind of what happens and like the big parts that everybody knows. I knew so. Yeah, I mean it doesn't yeah, first time. It, like hearing you say you hadn't seen it, I guess at one it doesn't surprise me because I know you haven't seen a lot of stuff. But also like this movie is one of those ones like 
I think our age range, like everyone's like, oh yeah, I saw that. And a lot of people for the longest time didn't know what it was, uh, mm-hmm. especially yep. for, for Christian Bell. Like this is one of his first. This is early. Yeah. This so, was his first leading role. Right. Was, like he, yeah, it's career. like, yeah, it's like he's in Empire of the Sun, but he's like 14. Like I'm in a Spielberg movie. I'm a kid, but like to be yeah. this age, like in his mid to late 20s. The Newsies. Yeah. He was, I, I was going to say he's on. also in Newsies. Yeah. Big break so, Disney movie. I've seen that. Yeah, so hey. like so like this movie uh like behind the curtain like today is San Diego Comic-Con and like this movie turned into like a like a cult classic type uh I don't want to say I guess it's kind of a pop culture movie cuz like they made For action sure there, there's Patrick yeah. Bateman action figures, you can buy shirts at like Hot Topic and stuff. It kind of turned into one of those movies like it came out in 2000. I graduated in 2001, so like senior year of high school, first year of college, like this is one of those movies uh, that ran in the background. Like it was someone always had the DVD in their dorm room or their apartment playing. It was like this and Fight Club and Boiler Room. If you've never seen Boiler Room, it's got Affleck and Vin Mm -hmm. Diesel and Giovanna Ribisi. Great movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're all kind of similar because you've got like the finance guys and stock trading and stuff like that. It's also, it was a, there was this, time in the early to mid 90s were like just it was idolizing complete utter scumbags <laughs> right like a lot of the movies that i raised and grew up with was like that like because same thing like I, I was probably high school when i saw american psycho and i heard about it word of mouth via friends and then uh one of my buddies like his parents also owned an apartment that like they didn't rent out. It was just for like when family could come over, but we would always go hang out there and of course like get high and yeah. watch movies and shit. And one dude was like, Oh dude, have you guys seen American Psycho? And we're like, No. And he's like, Oh, it's got this crazy part where he like chases this chick with a chainsaw. And we're like, What? <laughs> he's like, Yeah, and he's naked. We're like, What the fuck? You're like, <laughs> so we watched it, of course, and it was like it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Like it just kept ramping up because i you know this was before the internet like i didn't know really anything about it so everything is just complete until like the chainsaw part and by that's that point that's the still, end of the movie basically you're like yeah yeah you got i checked you got like 15 minutes yeah, left yeah you're just wrapping up story at that point so yeah yeah because like this is so this is based off of a book i think this is in that era where like everything there were books like all the john grissom books were turning into movies uh, mm-hmm. fight Fight Club obviously turns into a movie. So this guy was that that was Chuck. Yeah. Chuck, I, Chuck. I almost said Chuck Palumbo, Chuck. but I'm like it's so close. That is <laughs> it is very close to that. Uh, yeah. So you look so <laughs> yeah, good to me. Uh, Brett Easton Ellis. So like he had wrote. I do. I own this book. So yeah. So he had wrote less than zero in like the mid '80s. That turns into a movie that's got. Who's in that? It's Robert Downey Jr., James Spader, and Andrew McCarthy, who's in a Weekend at Bernie's. So like, oh, yeah. So that movie comes out and does all right. And of course, that's like in the era of all these like teenage heartthrobs that turned into drugs and their careers spiral or they die. And obviously, like Downey Jr.'s River gets a huge yeah turnaround out of this. So. That was like late eighties. Uh, this movie, this book comes out in the late eighties, and they immediately want to make it a movie because of how well Less Than Zero did. So like eight, late eighties, it's like, well, who's the 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 twenty year old that we could cast as Patrick Bateman? Do you guys know who originally they wanted? 
Um, no, but I can't. I was about to say I can't imagine Christian Bale was the original because watching this, I'm like, man, no, he's it is like, so hard for me to believe that he's 27. Yeah, because he would have only it, been like 18 at the time if they had made it then. Was it Tom Cruise? No, it's it's Johnny Depp. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so good, kind of good thing. I mean, I guess I could see it, but like, good thing it wasn't I could see him. That. Like, I get, I, I read somewhere that. Christian Bell said he kind of got influence for the character based off Tom Cruise. So yeah. Maybe that's what well, you're thinking. And, and then like, well, Tom Cruise is also mentioned in the book. Bateman like actually runs into him uh, in the okay. elevator. Gotcha. And of course, have you, have you, either of you read, well, I know Sean hasn't, but have you read the book, Mike? No, I'm not. It's, I dude, it, I, it's, anything, I would have been way more likely to read the book. I really you really think should, I, dude, the book is I insane. And I will tell you, it is a hard read, not because of the violence, but because, Dude, it gets so much deeper into like Patrick's actual yeah. psyche. And like you see how materialistic he is in the movie and you kind of get it in the monologue. But dude, I'm telling you, there is like every time he introduces a character, it's almost like a full page description, like breaking down exactly what they're wearing. Like, oh, he's wearing the the fall season Gio Armani suit with the 4000 thread count. And he's got the and dude, it just goes on and on and on. Right. Because like it's that's what Patrick is. It's so image obsessed. That's like reading a Stephen King book, but if the Stephen King if there was a reason for the descriptions to happen. Because I understand the whole him analyzing everything that he sees because he's putting himself in a, a particular situation where he needs to know how to act accordingly. And like like I loved that part of this movie where you see him constantly analyzing his his situation, his scenario, flipping like a switch to fit in, which is fascinating because he actually mentions that as some one of my favorite lines that was just a break in his. It was I don't know if that was just a break in his psyche or his monologue that he has in there because this movie does flip between what's actually happening and what's actually in his psyche, which is fucking awesome i love it and but it's super intense but i feel like i would really dig that in a book as a person who grew up reading stephen king it's it's something to try out man if you come across it i definitely recommend reading it it gets like i said it, it obviously it does get more in depth in the murders and it's different from the book too but it's right. it's a crazy intense read i will say it yeah, can get I mean. boring and that's it. Those books, like, they're so successful. And they're like, oh, let's make a movie. And they're like, the movie will never be as good as the book. So, like, that's it was like 19, whatever it was, 89, and then 92. And then this movie doesn't come out until 2000. So they just keep pushing it back. And I think I think Cronenberg at one point was attached to be the director. And that fell through. And then they wanted DiCaprio for the lead. And then you oh, said yeah. it a while ago. Like, like, people were like, career suicide for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course DiCaprio drops out, they pick up kind of to a point unknown Christian Bell. Um, and I guess we'll, yeah. we'll we're going to dig into it a little more. Like you look at this character and immediately you look at it and go, it's fucking Bruce Wayne. Like he, he's <laughs> perfect for that character. Yeah. For so sure. like full circle on his career, 15, whatever years down the road. It's also again, like. Christian Bale, I, I fucking love the guy as an actor. He has such a goddamn intensity in this fucking movie. Right. And also, like, his dedication yeah. to his craft, like, obviously, the dude got in ridiculous shape. He's doing... Well, I, I love that whole... On both sides. 
that whole breakdown of like his morning routine is one of my favorite scenes in movie history. <laughs> that was, I think, my favorite. I think that was my favorite scene in this movie. It's so good, was dude. The, the opening scene where he's breaking down just... what he does and then ends with a, there's an idea of Patrick Bateman, mm-hmm. but I'm just like well, the shell. Well, yeah, there's just you know. so much uh, mistaken identity in this movie, which obviously is kind of how the Another story great flows. Part. Yeah. Like, and, Everybody... and he talks about doing a, a thousand stomach crunches or whatever in the face mask and stuff. I could do a thousand. And I'm like, I'm like, how many of us get up in the morning and like you, you get ready and go to work in like 20 minutes. He's got to be up for like three or four hours doing all this before. And he's a, like a, like a wall street, New York type guy. So like, he's got to be at work pretty fucking early in the morning. You plus think, all see, that. I, I was picking up from like the VP vibe that like, dude, he does He just half asses everything. Well, that's, that's true. Like, and I think well, that's like, that's why he does also like do all six that. VP. Well, that's it. Like, they're all just, they're all VPs. I, that's the be- that's an amazing part. The, of course, the oh. iconic the card scene where again it just shows Christian Bale's intensity and the fact that he can show so much stress and like anger and confusion all in just like not moving when he's looking at this card in the most intense fashion because it's better than his. It's, yeah, bone. <laughs> raised lettering like it's just eggshell yeah. like he gets new cards and then this guy one ups him and he's like i fucking hate you for being better than me the or the idea of being better than me so and that's like the off-white color with the bold thick <laughs> striking notes and that's what ultimately like drives him to fucking kill uh jared leto also yeah probably best jared leto movie gonna call it yeah. It's definitely got to be up there because there's some. It's really, up there. There's some bad ones, but Paul, he's also in Paul, Fight Club and also Paul in Allen and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But man, Paul Allen and goddamn again, Jared Leto, boy, you just love to see him get offed, don't you? Well, I say he's, bar- he's barely in this movie, but he's great in the scenes that he's in because mm-hmm. he's got like that cocky attitude and like the very first scene of Patrick walking through the office, someone calls him. Harrison or or something yeah. they call him the wrong name like right off the bat it's no one unless you're in like the circle like Patrick and his like three friends at the at the club or the wherever they're eating like no one knows anybody like they call each other the wrong name they they think about their own girlfriends like they all work in this mm-hmm. building they're all vice presidents but no one actually knows anyone so and all they do uh, is want to get lunch. And I think it's because they all look the same. They're also superficially similar. And, you know, Patrick screams it in Evelyn's face at the party. She's like, why do you work there? You hate that job. And he's like, because I want to fit in. Fit in. Right. It's a and social like, status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all the same. And that's why everybody confuses everybody. And I love that so many people make fun of Patrick right to his face. Yeah. Yeah. They're like that. <laughs> There's the one scene where he like he goes into the whole thing and he's like that dweeb Patrick Bateman because he thinks he's somebody that, else. That comes up twice, yeah. which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, his own at the end of the movie, I mean, the lawyer, not to yeah. skip forward, the lawyer, the lawyer doesn't even know he he thinks he's somebody else. So he's he like, oh, your your impression of Patrick Bateman or something, right? Oh, that was yeah, you. He calls him Davis. Oh, that was cracking us up, man. Yeah, that's a great no, Patrick you guys, Bateman impression. This is a. Weird little veer. Did you guys see the little things? The little things, no. Yeah, the little things. That was the Jared Leto movie that came out uh, like a year ago. Hmm. 
year or two ago, and it had Denzel Washington. What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where they're like, I thought that was pretty good. They're staking out the apartment and following him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. That's pretty good. It was like, was it was good. one of those first, like, COVID movies that went straight to, like, HBO or mm, Netflix yes. or wherever it went. It was actually pretty good. Yep. Uh, but getting back to what you were just saying, I loved that whole I want to fit it, like, I want to fit in thing, line, yeah. which is just so, like, even more deep because it's like, how many times do you hear that someone who's working in that field is, you've got to be a sociopath to be able to do something like that. And here he is with some dissociative properties and absolutely a sociopath um, saying that he's doing that because he wants to fit in, because he can be kind of who he is and put on that that mask and also just be a shitbag person, which is kind of funny that I say that he can be like a shitbag person when every scene that you see him in with other people, he always seems to be that calm natured voice of reason while everybody else is saying something oh yeah more shitty and he's the one bringing that and then back down like the whole anti-semitic thing that happens Jeez, right Bateman, at the beginning when did of the you movie. become mr aclu <laughs> yeah and then you obviously see that unwind or unravel as the movie goes on and i'm not sure if that that's due to the medication that you start see him starting more starting to take more and more and you, I mean, this is basically told from his point of view, so everything starts to unravel. Um, but yeah, I really like yeah. when he got off uh, on a little tangent there. I like when he's at the club and he's starting to slip more and more, and the chick asks him what he does, and he says, "Murders and executions." Yeah, but she thinks he's saying <laughs> mergers and acquisitions. Merging, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude. Which is another one of those, like, did he say that? Or is it one of those things, like, earlier in the movie when they go to the club and he tries to hand in tickets? And she goes, this is a cash bar. Yeah. And he goes, I want to play. I want to stab you and play in your blood. blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Clearly, he didn't say that, but you're getting a read or, into what he's thinking in I mean, that he, moment. He might have. It's so yeah, loud the, in that the club. club was, like, the, yeah, the club was super loud. He's trying to get, like, this whatever he's got built up, like. He says it like there. there's an idea of Patrick Bateman, but like he only oh, exists man. in small circles or to his fiance or to the girl he's cheating with. And that's fascinating because I, I this entire movie, I took it as every time you saw an outburst like that, that it was him screaming from inside of his silent shell of an outburst and you just see him just smiling and just being super stoic. And when you see that, that's him screaming on the inside, ready to be <coughs> let out. And then you start to see him start to let out. So you start to see, that's why I mentioned like if it was a uh, part of, you know, his psyche peeking through, um, or if it was something that was actually happening in the movie. Well, so I guess I, I watched this a little bit differently. Well, I, so this is really interesting. I think it's what you're supposed to, I think you're supposed yeah. to kind of get to the end and decide, what happened, what didn't happen. And it, like there are interviews with the the director, um, Mary Heron, which is, is Mary weird. Harris. This is like, yeah. yeah, this is like the only movie she really ever did. She did a lot of which like, which is insane. Yeah. A lot of TV, TV movies or, or single episode TV shows. Like she does such a and good not, job. Nothing here. good. Right. No, no. Like this is the only like key, like thing on her, her IMDB. So, and even she said like, we weren't intending for it to be one of these things where, you get to the end and you're like, none of this happened. Like, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Like, you're supposed to think how fucked up in the head is Patrick that you don't know. Did I kill all these people? Did I imagine this? Where did all these bodies go in this apartment? 
And that's what I love. We're left part surreal and uh, ambiguous about it, too. It it hints at certain things. Like, there's a point where he makes a cop car explode with his handgun. And <laughs> he even looks he looks gun. at it like, what the cars, fuck? Cars it's don't amazing. blow up like cars don't blow up like yeah. that unless it's in the movies. And then, like, he goes and hides in his office and the helicopters are outside. Like, that shit doesn't happen. Like, yeah. And I right? think that's where it, you start thinking, is he imagining it? Is he it, taking it to the next level? There was that when he also came into the office where they asked him to check in. And so he shoots the dude in the head yeah. and then Love shoots the janitor. And then a minute later walks back into the same lobby and there's a different dude behind the door. Is it or is yeah, it the see, building I, next door? Because I, I think the, the way I look at it, because but it was the same elevators. No, I, I think it's the World Trade Centers because they're next to each other. And it's oh, the same building, basically, because I, I think... The way this movie is set, because it's 2000, so it's it's late 80s, but it, they filmed it in 99, 2000. I think it's the two World Trade Centers, and mm. that because that's what was in all those offices for the most part, were like finance guys and mergers and stuff like that. So it's very possible that See, the I movie thought, takes place in the Trade Center. This is another great part about this wow. movie, is that we've all had these different interpretations. I just took it that, like, similar to the people in the movie all the buildings would also look the same to everybody because they're all trying to be the same thing. They're all these big money bank things that all want to have the same visual output. So they all look similar in the lobby that you can't tell them apart because much like the people, they all want to fit in. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, which is fascinating considering one of like the things that happen so much in this movie is they're desperate to end up in locales that are so drastically different than other locales. Like you end up, there's this race to try to find out who can get a reservation in certain restaurants. And then you, next thing you know, you're in a nightclub and then you're in a yacht club and a cigar club. And then you're in this dingy part of like fucking hell's kitchen at <laughs> the, some, the seafood bar with yeah. the mud soup. at the seafood bar. <laughs> and then you end up at this place ah. with the dry cleaners, you know? And it's like, with the bloody sheets and the chicken or cranberry or something. <laughs> oh man. Can you talk to these people? But like it's Let's it's all about it's all about fitting in for him. Mm -hmm. Like he it's I think there's a lot of And not standing oh, out. Like that's the yeah, other part. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like homage, I guess, to like Wall Street, like Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Like that movie was huge in the eighties. So like you have that similar business like mogul and stuff going on. So it's all about what's your status? What restaurants can you get into? Like Paul Allen gets a restaurant or a reservation at Dorcia, but no Everybody one else wants. can. Yeah. yeah. It's like the new hot yeah. place. And then it's funny when they go to, I think it's the Sioux food restaurant and Paul Allen asks why they're there. And he says something about Dorcia and Patrick's just like, nobody goes there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can't get that in. Immediate I can't get jealousy. in. So that means it's not it's not popular. It's not the cool place. If I can't oh. if I can't get in, it's shit. And I love I like how when they're like, oh Paul Allen can get a reservation and he's like he's probably just lying. I love what right. he, but he clearly Well that's can. it. You don't know. Like yeah. is he yeah. is he getting in because nobody people say they see him at these restaurants, but is he being mistaken for somebody else? They saw him in London. They saw him in Texas and all this. Like, it just could be another guy that just wears glasses and suits and slicked back hair. Like, no one knows it, anybody. 
And it really pulls back to when you've got Paul Allen coming in and calling him Hockstetter or whatever the hell his name right. is. And uh, he's like, I can see. And the other guy walks in, right? And it is just another fit guy wearing a nice suit. And he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, you know, we even go to the same stylist. We had the same this, same that, and whatever. Though I like to think my hair is a little bit better. It's like, so is that the only differentiating thing between any of you people? Probably. No. Or the gla- I like when he's... Well, I, again, the superficiality of this movie is one of my favorite things. I love when he's taking the dead prostitute downstairs in that fancy night bag and he runs into <laughs> Lewis and he's like, is that Which? the the whatever bag? Is that the new one from the season? And Patrick just is like, yes. And shuts yes, it. I, I got it from <laughs> Jean-Paul, whatever it is. He's just dragging yeah, like Jean-Paul, blood. Oh. D- Gutier or something like that. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's dragging Gutier, like he's he's dragging blood through like the lobby and like the doorman doesn't care. Doesn't like care. you 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 have this million dollar apartment or whatever. It's not a big deal. Like this shit happens. And Lewis is out on a date with not his fiance, probably a prostitute or some random girl. But at the same time, he's like a closeted homosexual and has a thing for Patrick and. There's just so much going oh. on that between that and the that scene popped the shit the, out of the me co- when he goes to choke him from behind. <laughs> They're just doing cocaine in the bathroom and scenes, and then the, the <laughs> he has the gloves on. He's filling the gloves. Mm. Yo, when when they're doing coke and the dude from the other stall yeah. leans over, and he's like, "Well, you guys shut the fuck up. I'm trying to do drugs over here." And Bryce flips the fuck oh, out, and at the end he's like, "Sorry, man, it's the steroids. It's the steroids." <laughs> Justin Theroux is also fucking awesome in this movie, right? And for his which, small part, yeah, and he hadn't really done a lot at this point. Like Mm-mm. this is before he bags Aniston for a few years, and oh god, what else? Mulholland Drive, which I mean, it's a Lynch, David Lynch, but that's it's a. It's another kind of like this movie where it's like a cult classic. I wouldn't put it in the same tier as American Psycho because I don't feel like nearly as many people have seen it. No, for uh, sure. But, not, it, not but it's Dave definitely Lynch. one of those kind of those kind of movies. So, but yeah, Justin Theroux is just a weird guy and plays a total different character here. So he's smarmy. This was a killer cast. Yeah, so yeah. The the guy that uh, one of the friends at the table. He's in a bunch of like rom coms. He ends up being mm-hmm. one. Uh, we we haven't. It's got to be Josh Lucas. Yeah, it's yeah, Josh Lucas. We, yeah, he's he's in Sweet Home Alabama. We haven't even talked about her. Like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is also is, in this fucking yep. thing. Is this is is Patrick Bateman's girlfriend slash she wants to be his fiance. This is two thousand. So like Reese is on a run here. This is in in a three year span. She does Election, Cruel Intentions, Pleasantville, this, and Legally Blonde. Like that's an all time. And legally female run for movies her. yeah that's oh, an yeah. incredible year yeah she goes from like young starlet doing like mtv comedy type movies that that are Election popular with... to yeah matthew brought it fucking great movie um a fantastic movie yeah to go into legally blonde and sweet home alabama and all this and then she wins like an oscar and yeah it just launches her career like and it's a throwaway part in this movie. She's barely in it. She only has a few lines, but she's the annoying yeah. girl. We should get married, Patrick. Like, mm-hmm. let's just do it. Invite everybody to the wedding. Like, and it's it's with her. It's the same thing as Patrick. It's a social status. Who are yep. you? Who are you married to? What restaurants do you go to? And then Patrick is out all hours of the night at these clubs. 
at the like strip club and uh, the dance club and out with his friends. I'm like, when the fuck does this girl seem? He goes on dates with other women. And he brings prostitutes home. I was like, she's so oblivious to like his whole life. I love the breakdown when he's introducing us to her and he, you know, it's her, uh, it's Louis, the, the chick that he's banging and he's, he's introducing and he's like, I'm pretty sure she's having an affair with him, right. but that's okay because I am blissfully, his girlfriend. I, who is, who yeah, is her best who is, friend who is drugged out every time she's in she's a scene. Always on Valium, man. Patrick. That's something. Okay. And I love. Oh, she was just nodding off. I love like, that Patrick at the table, at like at the, at dinner or in the the cab ride and stuff. He's always listening to his Walkman. He's like, I don't want to hear Reese Witherspoon. And the fucking soundtrack of this movie is fantastic, is phenomenal. Yes, like it's all these like great '80s, early '90s hits. Like, and he even goes into it with Whitney Houston, Huey all Lewis the in the news, Phil of Collins, course, Genesis. Like, yeah, and, just just him yeah. him talking about it uh like going into details and the girls call him out at the end they're like you own a whitney houston cd and he doesn't even stop it's, he just keeps going he's like Are you- outside of his own like self-care music's the only thing that you hear him talking about that there's this actual <laughs> it, almost to like a point of erotic like passion <laughs> for music like he's using this to as his like sexual release before either banging or killing somebody. Right. And I love this scene, and we haven't even brought him up yet. But William Will, uh, Willem Dafoe. Right. Oh my god. As Donald Kimball, the detective, and he breaks out the Huey Lewis CD. <laughs> he's like, picked it up oh, on no, the way over. I don't like singers. <laughs> and so a fun <laughs> thing too is like he flashes it in Patrick's eyes, and Patrick doesn't react at all. Yeah. He's That's like, a great uh, part. But he says something like, Pat, what does Patrick say? Something like, he asks if he likes it. And yeah, mm-hmm. he goes, he calls it something like, it's it's black people music or something. I'm like. Something like that. It, it's such a he, weird he way. He sounds of, a little black. Yeah, it, the way he throws it out just to like, he's doing his best to deter Kimball away from investigating anything into him, anything involving like whatever. Because he thinks he's on to him. So he's like, well, I've got to get him off the trail. For somebody, I thought that that was so beautifully done because for somebody who always has, like, it always seems like the next six things are planned out. Like, we were just talking about how he went to, uh, with that Courtney girl, he he tried to take her out to that really nice restaurant and they couldn't get in, but she's so drugged out she doesn't notice. She thinks she's had it. So she's nodding off and he's like, (laughs) you're going to get this and then you're going to get this because it's going to pair really well. And it's like... Every step is planned out. He's so in control. And then when you got Kimball there, it's all of it's gone. He has no like control seeing, over anything. Yeah. And he's like losing. I think I think that's it. I think he's he's not in control because they're like, but then like stuff will come up like, well, someone said they saw him and he's like, but it didn't check out or something like that. Even when like, I think the final scene they're together and he starts naming all the people that was with him that night. And then he's like, and you, and he's like, Oh yeah, I was at this blah, blah, blah. Kipple just gives him all the outs. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all of the outs. And by the end of this movie, you're like, nothing's going to happen to this guy because it doesn't matter. Or it didn't didn't happen. Like maybe he can sit there and admit to everything and nothing will ever happen. I love he asked, he asked Kimball in one of the interviews about, 
they talk about the the recording on the answering machine. He goes, he goes. Were there any fingerprints? But if you watch the scene, like Patrick touches every fucking Everything. thing in that yeah. house, all of his luggage, his answering machine. I was like, if they dusted for pe- fingerprints, Patrick's would be all over the place. And then Patrick says, "Well, I barely knew him. I know the name. Like we never hung out, stuff like that." Like pretty much just is like oh no don't know who paul allen is he's doing like everything spends the entire movie digging in his own grave yeah he's right he does everything you don't want to do in like uh questioning because he's like did they find a body like yeah and he's like no we're not at that point yet (laughs) kimball is am i being cross-examined what do you you feel like you're being cross-examined no what do you what do you know about about Paul Allen. Well, he had the yell thing. He's like, what's the yell thing? Uh, closeted homosexual. And then he, and then he, and then he brings it back up at the end. He's like, so where did he go to school? And he's like, I think, you know, the answer to this. Well, I gotta, I gotta mention though, speaking of Willem Dafoe, uh, one of the things, the fantastic things, especially about his performance. And Sean, if you ever do rewatch this movie, it's a thing to notice is that, uh, each, time that he was on screen the director told him we're going to film three different cuts and the first time i want you to play it like you don't suspect patrick at all and then the second time i want you to play it like you kind of suspect and then the third time i want you to play it like you know so he would do each scene the whole way that way three times and then she edited each time it Mm. cut back to him it's a different one so that's why sometimes he's super friendly and then other times it's like yeah, but where were you on the night of? And so it's also, it's this great way that it's like playing with your psyche too, because at one point he's friendly and then he's super hostile. And then it's like, I can't read this guy at all. And I just, ah, that's another great little movie making aspect that. That's that's brilliant um, because I never would have thought about that. But now that you say that, I 100% know what you're talking about. And the fact that you're sitting, like, the first time you encounter you encounter this, it's just like, fuck, he's so done. And even he starts to unravel. And then by the time they meet for lunch, like, two weeks later, like, it starts kind of, like, sus. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait, like, why'd you come into this super sus if you were just going to give them an out here at the end and be like, oh, I guess people just do disappear. Yeah. Well, it makes you, you start questioning, like, is he good at his job, the, the cop, like, or is he just like trying to make Patrick unravel or, or admit guilt or something? Yeah. Like you, you don't know which way it's going. Like, you're just like, man, is, is this a really bad cop or does he know what he's doing? Even like, like Patrick uh, is talking to his secretary, uh, and he's like, "I'm I'm having lunch with Cliff Huxtable." I was like, "Bill fucking Cosby." Yeah. <laughs> yeah did no one, no one, no one catches the Cliff Huxtable reference. So, and that's that's uh, Chloe. What's her last name? Seventy or whatever. Yeah. Poor yeah, Gene, man. Yeah, Dude. like uh, almost got the nail gun to the head. Right. Great scene. Like oh, that she, was such she, a wonderful. She, she's scene. like the only person in the world that like really loves Patrick like for for who she thinks Patrick is so mm-hmm. um yep. yeah so I mean he lets her go and fucking and she really hadn't done anything at the time like I think eventually she does or maybe before this was what's that boys don't cry with uh um Hillary Swank Hillary Swank right which and, I think uh, she won an Oscar then later she's in Zodiac, which yeah, one day we're gonna get to because that's the best Fincher movie. Hell yeah! Spoiler, 
I, I fucking love that movie. So she's great in that. But yeah, she just plays this, I think on purpose, like this very, I don't want to say drab, but like she, she dresses in Browns. Yeah. She looks like a secretary and like uh, Patrick almost is leading her on. He's like, don't wear that. Wear heels, wear be dresses. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Be sexy. Like you, you can be sexy. He's like, we're going to go out for dinner, come to the house. And then, but then like <clears throat> he says he's watching his weight, but he feeds her like sorbet. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, just another instance of him being able to have some sort of control. Right. Like like Kyle said, he's got the nail gun and the duct tape and what do you need that for? Uh taping something. To tape something. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and then right. he just sends her home because he's he's yeah, like, he, I can't kill this girl. Like he's like, if you stay here, I'm gonna hurt you. And yeah, she's, she's actually one of the good people in the world. Like she has no no ounce of bad in her at all. Yeah, she got super lucky that the one time that his girlfriend (laughs) wanted to talk to him was at that point, and she calls him. Right. It's just the timing, I guess. And she shows remorse because she's like, oh, you're still with Evelyn? Like, ah. Right, yeah, because she asked him, like, about him being single, and he's like, yeah, kind of, and then Evelyn calls. Yeah. The answer machine picks up. I'm like, aren't you a secretary? She's bound to call the office. Like, there are some cell phones in this movie, but they're not, like... The giant big brick thing because it's too. yeah it's the it's the Zach Morris phone like it's not quite some people have them but not everybody it's not to that point yet. Bryce told it was interesting this. trying to place what exactly what year this movie took place <coughs> because it was like the music kept pulling me back to the eighties but I'm like is this is this like mid late nineties and then they reference like Japan owning owning half the country by the end of the nineties and it was just like. It was nineteen when in the movie. It's exactly eighty nine because 89, it's the end yeah. of Reagan's term, and they're, that's they're talking yeah. with Reagan on the TV. The book is eighty seven, but yeah, splitting the smallest of hairs there. Um, I don't know. Uh, you guys what? want to talk about like favorite scenes, Sean? I think you said the monologue and the shower. I think I also really like that one. Um. Yeah, I really like the monologue. Uh, the ATM. Feed me straight a cat. Asking him cat. to feed it a cat God, I love that. was really funny. So good. Uh, the scene when he encounters the homeless guy in the alley was another absolutely brilliant scene of him like having this this fake persona and right. it slowly peeling away and then coming back and then peeling away a little bit until it's like he starts out nice and then he's like, you know you smell like shit, right? <laughs> Yeah, and and then like to the point where he kills him, and then just stomps him out and walks away. No, like he stomps out happened. his dog. Like, he stomps man. dog, yeah. and the dog yelps. Oh, stomps the dog. Well, that's All right. fucked up. I was like, oh yeah. I always forget yeah. about that part because I hate to see shit. And then I'm like, oh goes, fuck yeah, he kills. The-. And I, I, it's weird. Like, dude, Patrick Bateman is a terrible human being. You're not supposed to like him, but so many people are like, fuck yeah, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. no, you're not supposed to idolize this guy. He stomps he goes, on dogs. He goes, why don't, why don't you get a job, Al? <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, right. I'll get a job. Stop being so sad, Al. Really, any scene that gave us more of a look into like his psyche and like the way that he thought, I were some of my favorite scenes. Um, movie was a little intense for me, I, honestly. When I was watching um, it, I was like, this might be a hard watch for Sean. <laughs> yeah, I. There was times where I was like. I don't want to be watching this, but 
like it would keep coming back into looking into the psychological nature of who his character was, which I find to be absolutely fascinating. But I, I mentioned earlier off air that I'd get back to this. This is this movie reminded me a lot of I just watched Black Phone a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the intensity, I was so uncomfortable and so anxious watching Black Phone in theaters. Like, I didn't want to be there like half that movie. I love the movie. It was a great movie, and I love this movie. But I did not want to be sitting there watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Just because right? of how fucking intense yeah. it could be and how uncomfortable I was. Right. Patrick Bateman is not, he's, it, like I said, Christian Bale is fantastic, and it, he deserved the leading roles he got after this because holy shit, he carries every aspect of this movie. It's not only him though. I think it's a lot of the, the surrounding world around him as well made me so uncomfortable that like that is a reality of this world. Exactly. And that sucks. And he's not comfortable in this world too. That's why he lashes yeah. out and in anger. So, ah, Woof. like so across the board, so well acted, but I I'll take a step back boys. What are some of your favorite parts? Yeah, Mike, what do you got? Uh, I mean, a lot of it's what Sean was talking about. Like the, the alley scene with, with the homeless guy's great. That guy uh, is in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you you go back and look, he's Good in like Oz. Actor. He's in Luke Cage, uh, The Mask with Quick. Jim Carrey. Like he's just a random guy that's in a lot of stuff. So uh, I like that cat scene. Thing. Yeah, I like the feeding the cat, the ATM, that whole scene with the shootout with the cops uh, at the towards the end when he's got the two. Well, it's not one's a prostitute, one's like the girl he's cheating with. Uh, and she kicks him in the face, and he goes, "Not the face," because he's so yeah, he's so superficial vain. about his his look and stuff. Like Not the he face, can't go to bitch. he can't yeah he can't go to the office with with bruises or cuts on his face. Like he wears a suit, he could hide it if it was the body, but oh. uh yeah. So and like Sean talked about, like the scene with he chases her down the stairwell and he drops the the chainsaw, the, and then the, he laughs when it hits her in the back and. The, for guiding the chainsaw down to know right. exactly when to release it. Ah, yeah, and then and then it, it transitions to so he's sitting at the restaurant with with Reese Witherspoon and he's drawing the scene <laughs> like on a coloring napkin. the blood in on the on the tablecloth or whatever because he's just he's he's in his head with everything with a crayon, yeah, <laughs> and a fancy recipe. Exactly. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful touch. Mm. So and, the, and he like there's moments with Patrick when he's talking to his friends and he brings up. He brings up Ted Bundy, he brings up Ed Gein, and these guys, obviously, at the time, like, true crime's not what it is today. Like, people are like, I don't know who these names are, and Patrick's obsessed with these guys that killed. And he's like, I killed 20 people, maybe 40. Like, (laughs) he's such a a fucked up guy at the same time. Uh, Also, how how about that scene where you're just talking about how he's like, not my face, but when he's sitting there having the threesome and... He sets up the camera, he's, but the entire time, into all he's doing he's, is flexing yeah, for his own yeah, like the, reflection. Yeah, it's just the narcissism. I like, love it. I think, that's, yeah. I think that's the difference, I believe, in the unrated version of this movie is there's a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think, some of the flexing in the camera because of that. And then the- uh, One more minute. <laughs> yeah. And then the the when the two girls are in bed and he's like, he says something about- uh, don't just look at her ass, eat it. But I think in the unrated, he says asshole or, or something like that. So like, just like little snippets like that. It's just, it, it cuts that NC 17 rated R type line. Like it doesn't take much, I guess. Uh, but I, I, there were scenes in this that was like, like 
did the scene have to be when he has Christy at the house and she's taking a bath and he's like, wash your vagina. Right. No. And she well, like starts to, he's like, no, he's a very, he's a very clean guy. Like he puts down the, the newspaper when Paul Allen's Bad. fucked up and he's like, he's like, do you have a chow or something? Like, he's like, he's like, is a, is a dog going to pee on the floor? Like, and he hits him in the, the fucking face with the ax. Um, hey, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I expected this movie to be way more brutal than it was. Yeah, there's not there there are brutal scenes, but there aren't as many killing type moments. It's it's a lot more about the the character and the psyche and, and it's a stuff lot like left that. Up to you. So. Like even when like the it, first time with the prostitutes and like they they wake him. I, by the way, I love when uh, the one falls and puts her hand on his watch, and that's what he's like. Don't touch the don't, watch. Don't touch. And that. then they start to get dressed to leave, and he's like, Oh no, we're not done yet. And yeah. then it doesn't show any of that. We just see them both like leaving in a huff, and the one chick's got like the bloody nose, and you're like, "Oh shit, he really fucked." And like up. a torn up bag yeah, too. Like he cut, yeah. he cut her up with the the coat hanger, and then like he goes back to her like whatever she time later. He tries to. She's like, I, "I I went to a doctor. It was so bad, and I'm not going back." And he he keeps pulling out all this money to try to convince her to come back. And then like when they're in bed in that scene. And he's just wearing his his dad Air Monarchs those, those white tennis shoes, and then he chases her when he chases her with the chainsaw. I'm like, why has he already got shoes on? He knows what that I guess gonna he's going to kill her and, mm-hmm. and and how to clean up and doesn't want to slip on blood or whatever. But like, she's trying to grab her shit and get out the door before he adds that insult to injury at the end type thing. And and I think he also she also knows no he. We watching this should also know that he does take mental note that she's not drinking like any of the spiked alcohol. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, she's she's cautious and, and, the second time around. Yeah. And so at this point, I'm sure at that point he knew I'm keep my <laughs> shoes on in case she tries to run for it. I like when he, he orders the prostitute and he goes, uh, blonde. I can't I can't <laughs> stress that enough. And she shows up. He's like. More of a dirty blonde. Like he, he, <laughs> what did you say? And he's like shit talking her. He's like, "You aren't really blonde, are you?" <laughs> and then, like they're at the restaurant. And he sees, which is weird timing, because he he says he sees a uh, Ivana Trump at another table, and of course she Just passed died. away like this week. I'm like, that's good timing. If we had recorded this a few days ago, we would have it would have been our fault. So it would have been a curse. Yeah, we've yeah. been charged with like some <laughs> awful charges. <laughs> Whoa. That was a wild one too. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Okay, for real. I mean, everything we've mentioned, but we just briefly touched on it. But goddamn, the entire Paul Allen murder scene, where Paul yeah. is drunk as fuck, and just sort of like it's weird. To, he's like, "Why are there newspapers on the floor?" And then Patrick just does this. Is that a rain jacket? Yeah, he goes and puts on a raincoat. Hey, is that a rain jacket? It is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so fucking happy and just talking about Huey Lewis and he does the little moonwalk when he does the little shimmy in the raincoat just right god damn it man like I can't imagine any other actor doing that like if it had been DiCaprio like I don't see him Knowing as that, that character yeah Patrick like Christian Bell is just so good at that mm. Absolutely iconic. Did I tell you guys that I finished that movie and it's a thousand degrees here, so I went to Walmart to get a fan. I walked in and the song that was playing was Hip to Be Square. Nice. So <laughs> That's I'm like, amazing. are you fucking serious right that now? Is so like, we talked about how great the music is in this movie. Like on the actual soundtrack, that song is not on there because when they brought what? it, so when they brought it up to Huey Lewis, 
he was okay with it. And then when they said we only want one song, he's like, we don't want our fans to have to buy a soundtrack for one song. So they they basically pulled out like the week before it was supposed to go to press. Aww, so it's not the dumbest it's, shit I've it's ever heard. It's not on the actual soundtrack. Damn. It's in the movie. They didn't pull it from the movie. They and the, they didn't care about the violence. They didn't care about the violence. Ha, axed it. They didn't care about the violence. Dang. They didn't care about the sexual content. It was just the fact that they didn't want their fans to have to buy a CD for their one song. But it was that I song mean, that's was cool, already out. It's, yeah, I about to say it's on. It's, it's on, on four and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But, all right, whatever, Huey. Well, speaking of Huey Lewis, have either of you ever seen the Huey Lewis Weird Al parody of the Paul Allen murder scene? No. No, I have not. Okay, I'll send it to both of you because it is fan fucking tastic. Yes. Because it's literally Huey Lewis, and I think Huey is the one, and he's playing American Psycho and talking about it. And Weird Al is the drunk Paul Allen on the cat on the chair, dude. Stop! It's so good. I'm telling you, I'll send it. You got to watch it. It'll be a nice little addendum to the night. <laughs> um. So yes, there was like I'm reading about this an article i had seen before and like originally there was a plan to have a musical like number in this movie oh, in and the then movie? they were supposed to in the movie they were supposed to film it on top of the world trade center that's how the movie was supposed to end was a musical number and they were like this just doesn't fit in the movie they took it out Thank or God. maybe it could have been yeah it would have totally thrown yeah. it off like if you suddenly turn it into a musical i like getting to the end of being like did this happen? Does it not happen? Yeah. Everyone's open to their own interpretation. Even if that wasn't intended, I think everyone can look at it and just be like, I don't know. maybe I he did kill all those people. Yeah. He goes to the apartment and he weirds out that real estate agent. And it's like, yeah, that's good is she point. weirded out because he's not supposed to be there because he doesn't have an appointment? Or is it weirded out because people really got murdered in this building? We quickly sewed it. Maybe he knows something. Yeah. Maybe he knows something, and like also, like we're just trying to get the soul. Don't fucking blow our spot. Get out of here. Right, right. Like, how do you know this was a murder zone? Yeah, he's just looking around. He, he drops Paul Allen's name and all this stuff. So, damn man. Ugh. I don't know if I will watch this again, but I'm glad that I did. Did you? Okay, so did you know that there's technically sequels to this movie, Sean? Uh, I know Mia Kunis is in one because as I kept trying to check how much time was left in the movie, uh, the, the title square for American Psycho 2 kept popping up. Right, okay. So, yeah. I'm like, so, that's Mia Kunis. Yeah, so there's there's American Psycho 2. It's got a sub name, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. Something lost. Electric Boogaloo. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so. <laughs> It's it's her and 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 William fucking Shatner. Um, Stop. Exactly. He's like a. I think he he's the professor at the college or whatever. the The canon story is that like Patrick was dating her sister and then killed her when he was babysitting, and Mila Kunis kills Patrick Bateman. Of course, like the original people with the the American Psycho are like, no, this isn't part of the story. They yeah. just wanted to make money off of this Glam and then on. there's um yeah then there's a movie called rules of attraction which is based off the book i've heard of written that. by the same guy that wrote this they mention patrick in that it's what did we decide kyle so uh james vanderbrother is in the movie and it, it is his younger brother and uh yeah patrick has a bigger part in the book he's not even in the movie yeah they just mention his name mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like a spinoff we're trying to 
capitalize on this movie while it's still popular because it was also early 2000s it was like right after this movie came out 20, so 2002 yeah he so also, two years later uh brett easton ellis also wrote like a collection of short stories where all the stories are intertwined and in one of the stories it's actually uh one of the characters is a young teenage bryce like patrick's mm. best friend so it's tangential it's not really related at all it's just that he's a character in another story so yeah, they like FX was gonna do a a TV series. As far as like, I know, I saw like just five, a, it was like it was like ten years ago. It keeps getting pushed back. Twenty twenty one is the last they said something about okay. it. So it's yeah, still so somewhere in the works. Yeah, There's I mean, also, obviously the 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 movie still has a, a following yeah. and, a, and stuff like that. So it's easy that they could do it. But like you had stuff with like. Oh, like FX, like Nip Tuck and stuff when it was on, like it would have been perfect for that kind of for sure. time. So now if you did it, I don't know, but I still think it would work. I just, how many seasons could you do? Would it be more like a mini series, like the, uh, like those American crime type TV series? I don't know. That's what I've, there's that. Uh, I'd like to see that. What I wouldn't like to see, and it's funny that you brought up the original ending because I do know at some point somebody did try to make this into a musical, like a full-on musical. So mm. that's, eh, I don't think I'd be into that, but I mean, I mean, I'd I, watch it. I mean, if you if you had it on, like, I'll let you know how it is. If you had it on Broadway, it could work because you already have that built-in music, like and the Pat, Patrick dancing and and throwing out some Huey Lewis or dude, that's Whitney true. Houston if you said it to Huey Lewis, it could work. It just it kind of just depends on that, but. And then a lot of, I've been to a lot of plays where like people will play like four or five rows in the same play. So it could kind of work perfect for the whole Everybody mistaken looks the identity same. of this. Uh, yeah. Well, now you're kind of selling me on it. It's, I, it's possible. I would maybe watch a highly produced version of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to see like the, the terrible off Broadway. The cannibal the musical. Oh, come on. You want to see a community theater version <laughs> of, of American, American Psycho? If you, want to get, if, you, if you want to get us to the Berkshires, we need to see American Psycho, the musical. Yo, if they did it here, it'd actually be pretty high quality. Well, of course, dude. yeah. That'd be pretty dope, though. <laughs> now I kind of want to see it, goddammit. All right, I'm, I've turned 180. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> that was so easy. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a pushover. Because I want to fit in. <laughs> uh so boy i do gotta say uh i do have to wrap this up i do have to go return some videotapes so uh i do want to know that fucking line man <laughs> man that that, that, he, that line doesn't hold up today he tries to use it so many times he tells fucking where were you on this night oh i was returning videotapes as if it takes an entire <laughs> evening to return videotapes i love that part that's and the only thing you see him watching is pornography via videotape is porn <laughs> Uh, while he's like while he's, making appointments on the yeah, phone. Yeah, he's on the phone. It's playing in the background. I love his apartment, how clean it is. It's like all white furniture, mm-hmm. all white walls, stainless steel appliances. But then like the TV is in like a little cubby hole. It's like all, like a roller thing. Yeah, it's like hi-fi stereo, obviously, because if he's going to listen to his music, it's got to be high quality. So he's Also, a, his like stereo setup was the same exact as Paul Allen's, too. I don't know if you noticed that later in the movie. Yeah. I know we're trying to wrap up. I love he goes when he takes the prostitutes to Paul Allen's apartment. And they're like, this is nicer than your other place. <laughs> he's pissed. He's, he's, no, it's he's not. like, you fucking cunts. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, it's not. 
Oh, oh it's man. so fucking good. And when he first goes there, he's like, oh, it overlooks the park. Yeah. It's a nicer right, place. Right. It's probably more money. Of course it is. And then, like, the bodies are hanging in the closet. He, there's one, like, dissolving in a bathtub in Hill's Kitchen or something. Like, when he when he admits all of his oh, guilt yeah. to his lawyer on the answering machine. I love how when he goes to offer her sorbet, Jean's sorbet, and he opens up the and fridge the and his little side it's, piece, it's, his head is in the fridge. I think, is it the blonde? she smokes cigarettes. Is it the blonde from the scene before? I thought I took it as it was Lewis's girlfriend there, his little side piece, oh. because last time we saw her was oh, after they boinked, and he found it. He's like, "When did you start smoking?" Yeah, see, I wasn't like, sure if it was her noticed. or the girl that uh, I forget what she said her occupation was, but like, and then he has like a snippet of her hair, and he puts it in his pocket. Oh like he's yeah, at work. The oh, chi- that's a good call. You think I'm dumb the, because the I'm a model? Oh, I'm a model, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it could be either way. Well. Yeah, if he if he kills, I'm not going back and pausing it. Yeah, well, no, yeah, if he because if he kills that guy's girlfriend, then she's missing and Paul Allen's missing. Start connecting pieces because he's just killing random people like the homeless guy just to get like his rocks off and shit like that. But Paul Allen is just, I guess, irritating him so much. The, car, the only man. way to be better better than him is to and, eliminate him. Yeah, and then when he called him a douchebag or whatever to his face at the party, and he just goes, "Huh, I love it, dude." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. His lab, he's so this movie's so different where he's like ha when he flicks the thing it, oh it's so perfect oh, You're fucking done it is damn it i love you christian bale uh oh i don't know what uh what would be a good ranking system on this one here shiny boy what do you think shit man i uh there's so many there there's how many squares is two squares <laughs> to be hit out of a hundred <laughs> or like if you were a chainsaw uh-huh. how many teeth would you have on a chainsaw okay i like that one or how many heads are you stuffing in your mm-hmm. fridge or fuck if you okay if you were to reach into your pocket and pull out a little gl- shiny metal container and inside that metal container had all your business cards mm. how many business cards can your thing handle Okay. Yeah, they use that for to do their lines of cocaine at the same time. It's multitasking. Beautiful. <laughs> I would say I don't. Know, you pick one. I like the business cards one. I say I say that one, or I was also going to say I think there's what two hundred and nine bones in the human body. Nice. How many? Uh, I mean, even if there's not, we uh, said it here. How many? So there is now on a scale of one to two hundred nine bones. How many? Would you rate this movie? <laughs> but I, I like the business cards because you can get even more. I'd, I'd say this movie, it's yeah, it's got it's got twenty six business cards. Out of how many? How many can you hold? I mean, you're shoving them in there, I guess. Out of thirty, say twenty six out of twenty six out of thirty okay. business that's cards. Fair. Okay, I think that's pretty fair. It's. It's by no means a perfect movie, but God, it's again, it's a fucking great watch. And it's one, like Lanham said, you could put it on in the background and just catch parts that you really enjoy in different parts at different times. And it's so scatterbrained anyways, like you could just kind of watch it again and again. So yeah, I'd say 26 out of 30 business cards. I will, I'm actually going to, uh, if everybody has their... 
Yeah, I'm going to steal Mitch's. So I put up a, a thing on my personal Facebook. I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch this for the first time. What do people think about it? And I couldn't believe the amount of people that commented on this. But the one that stuck out most to me was probably my buddy Mitch. Uh, we did Nerdy Thursday. We had a rating scale of one to a bowl of something. You can fit 27 scalp potatoes in a bowl. But he said... He would probably give this movie 24 hip-to-be-squares in a bowl. Because <laughs> the bowl is the and, good rating system. And and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go with that as well. I Everybody's saying this is like a masterpiece, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure it is. And I wish that if I had seen... I wish I had seen it earlier in my life to have more of an appreciation for it. But as of now, like I can appreciate how good it was. It was a little intense for me. Um, not that I'm saying that I'm a big old baby or nothing, but I was super uncomfortable. And I think 24 out of 27 for me is pretty good. And it's still a pretty good score. Mike, if you had a rating system, what would you give this? <laughs> well, I mean, I like your, your bowl of you, uh, where you work, do you guys not have the bowl where people drop their business cards and people win free lunches? You no, should, no, fuck that. I'm not giving <laughs> shit away for free. Shit. Uh, They're coming to me well, regardless. A sweet bone-colored business card, bro, with raised lettering. Somebody, somebody drops that. If anything, don't give me your business card because that's going <laughs> to imply that you want me to call you, and I don't want to do that. I like. Yeah, the I mean, yeah, I mean, I, there's just so many places I'll walk in and they'll be like, "Drop your business card for chance to win lunch." And uh, man, the the first half of this movie. Is, is super rewatchable. Like if it's on, I'll sit down and watch it. The last mm-hmm. 10, maybe 15 minutes kind of gets to the point where like, all right, wrap it up. But then like Patrick gets away with it, we think, uh, but it's all going to be in his head and fuck with him for however long, like him having the meltdown at the, the pay phone and stuff like that. So, uh, and the only, like, I'm not a big Willem Dafoe guy. Like there's some stuff he's in like boondock saints and stuff like that. Spider-Man, but like other times it's just like, ugh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, Lighthouse. Yeah, <laughs> Lighthouse. I'm going to give it 27 out of 30. All right. All That's right. a good score, too. I feel like we're all pretty much on the same page. I, here. I really like the movie, I but there's too. some parts. There's some parts at the end, but there's just so many quotable things. There's so many just like little moments, and we all had different ones, and we all like the same ones, and... I appreciate that. I I will always understand references now to this sure movie. Will, buddy. I I really appreciate that most out of anything else from this movie is that whenever anybody does like the whole like a little face where it's like the the pursed lips, you know, and smile. Ooh, yeah. Like I will get it mm-hmm. you know you or like those those memes of just going like this as like boinking somebody you know <laughs> well now you can fit in with all the little 16 17 year olds at hot topic who just saw this movie for the first time and they're telling all their friends about this this new movie sean's there and he's I don't think i want to fit look, in that's what I, you said it's he's looking at the american cycle shirts and they're like aren't you a little old to be in here and he's like i want <laughs> to fit in it's black i fucking hate yeah because yeah. you, <laughs> yeah, you said this is on hbo because this is one of those movies like i don't know if you guys oh uh, well, i think both of you or i know kyle like canceled netflix at one point yeah. i love pulling up netflix when they drop a movie that's like 15 years old and it's like the top five ranked movie like everyone's suddenly watching like, oh, yeah. this movie from 
20 years ago because they've never seen it or they haven't seen it in a long time. I, I saw like, I want to say Halle Berry or somebody like tweeted something the other day about a movie no one ever saw, but it was in the top five because it got added to Netflix last week. And I'm like, I never saw this movie and I probably still never will, but people will watch the weirdest shit if they just add it to Netflix. Yeah, I was thrilled when I typed in this morning, American Psycho streaming, just to see. I was praying to God. I'm like, don't make me rent this movie. Don't make me buy this movie. Please be streaming somewhere. I'm like, HBO, it's like the one streaming service I have. Yes. Thank God. If if it's a pay one, I usually try to give you a heads up so you can like try to get on my rentals. But I I was like, oh, yeah, this is on HBO. Everybody can watch this because I knew we all had it. So. Hell yeah. I like HBO and I like when it's HBO's on HBO's great. Hulu's, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, shit, boys. Mike. Fuck, that was so much fun. Thanks for coming on, buddy. God damn it. We love you. We love you when you're on. And we just got to look for more excuses to get you on. I know David Fincher, <laughs> but we got to watch one. I don't know how many Sean yeah. has seen, if any. I mean, I'll fucking watch Zodiac next week. I don't give a fuck. Mike, come back Let's every week. Better, better, car- clear, better, clear car- schedule. better carve out some time. It's a little bit long, Sean. It's, it's, That's fine. I'll watch any David movie. I, dude, I would be stoked to watch. Uh, I'll wake up on dude, a Sunday I'm, morning. I'm so fucking excited for his new shit. Yeah. It's supposed to hit Netflix. It might happen this year, but Fassbender. Fast, that'll be, be great. Nice. Have you seen? Oh, Michael Fassbender. Have you seen Gone Girl, Sean? I read Gone oh, Girl. Oh no shit! It's a great Fincher movie. Yeah, that's the. Um, that's uh, Patrick Kenzie, uh, and Gerano. That's um. Dennis Lee Hain. Okay, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, I read that whole that whole didn't series. Know it was a book, to be honest with you. Oh, I lied. I'm thinking of Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, that's the other Affleck. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Casey. That's Casey. Yeah, <laughs> I have not seen Gone Girl. Gone then. Girl is no. intense, dude. That movie is fucking intense. I heard yeah, that's just good. Um, that's the one where the girlfriend goes missing or boyfriend goes amazing fucking obviously it's the girl (laughs) yep i guess that's gone girl Mm -hmm. that would make sense (laughs) you got it yeah the boyfriend goes missing yeah it's called gone girl (laughs) gone girl (laughs) anyways yeah i gotta i gotta get off here boys i do have to go to fucking work now and i have to go return these videotapes i said that so uh uh, sean why don't you tell the audience what they can do Mike, go tell the audience what they can do. <laughs> That's called passing the buck. Uh, they can feed the ATM a stray cat and then go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs>